Mike's Daily Podcast. FF episode 2635, 2635. Mike's Daily Podcast. Hey, it's Mike. Did you know I'm 54? Hey, what the deal? I'm 54 years old and I like to say I feel younger. But that's typical of those people. Because even though we're old, your age is a number. But it's interesting because you Mike's Daily Podcast You've been around a while, you start to think How much longer am I going to be around? I've been around a while Mike's When you're young Daily Oh, I'm going to live forever Podcast I'm going to learn how to fly Yeah! Hi! But when you're When you get to 50s And you see people that you knew pass away and that's just a, the tip of the iceberg in the 50s 60s 70s 80s oh gosh what, what in the world was that about i saw it through my mom's eyes wow a lot of her friends passed she was the last she had a group of friends she was the last one standing out of all of them and oh wait no there's one <laughs> i forgot about the uh i forgot about ingrid yes my mom was German. All of her friends, her lifelong friends were German. Baloney. So they all had names like Hildy, uh, Gertrude. Awesome. Artrude. There's some interesting names. But then Ingrid, and I'll say this about her. It's funny because my mom was totally right wing. Ingrid, and I didn't know this. Until later, my mom would call. I'd talk to her. I'd call. I'd always called my mom, and mom would sometimes call me. But she would tell me, oh, I talked to Ingrid. Oh, she made me so mad because she's totally left-wing, and she hates Trump, and I get so offended, da-da-da-da, and I don't want to talk to her anymore, that kind of thing. But Ingrid is the last one standing. And here's today's podcast picture. It's not a picture of Ingrid. She used to call me Little Sugar. And I'd call her Big Sugar, which you, you don't refer to women in any way big. You don't say the word big. No, not a good adjective. Just saying, if you want to be in the gentleman, old gentleman's club, the gentlemanly, chivalrous, I don't know what club that is exactly, but the podcast picture is instead not of the gentleman's club, which that sounds bad. Uh, it's about because today is the 4th of July as I record this and it's a very festive patriotic looking waffle that I made and the late great Basil the Boxer we enjoyed many a 4th of July together and I it wasn't until towards the end and he passed away around this time three years ago and uh, some memories of him are just totally stirred these days his spirit is always with us but yeah I remember quite a few oh towards the end he that's when he didn't like this for the longest time he was fine with fireworks and then towards the end that's when they really started to bug him to the point I remember he beat up a yoga mat there was a yoga mat and he went and he ripped it up we weren't around to see it but We noticed that one of the gashes in the yoga mat completely matched his paw. (laughs) So if the paw fits, you can't acquit. Uh, You're guilty. The point is, I'm doing a lot of 
pee popping into this microphone. I apologize. I'm one of the few podcasters that apologizes for the crappy way that their podcast sounds. 90% of the podcasts out there sound horrible. And I think everyone needs to work on it. They really need to work on it because they sound bad. But Ingrid's the last one standing. And Ingrid lives somewhere in Bishop, I think. So a beautiful part of California. And she always traveled all the time when she retired. She was going down and, and uh, to, uh, I think, some part of Mexico along the coast. And she'd go fishing with her husband. And they ate a lot of, they ate healthy. Very healthy. And I remember her lecturing my mom decades ago. This was in the late 80s. She came over to my mom's house and my mom made salad. And my mom used iceberg lettuce. And Ingrid lectured her. Oh, no, you can't use iceberg lettuce. This is just filler. There's no nutrition in here. You need to use spinach, kale, that kind of thing. She was ahead of her time. So she's the last one standing. The point is... Burger master... I don't know what the point is, but I don't, I'm going to use Ingrid as a as a model of um, which way I should be. I, I'm going to use her as a as a what as a beacon on the horizon. I need to point my ship towards because that's where th- I think that's the way to for longevity. Fair and unbalanced. I looked through my mom's uh, phone books after she passed. Um, Looked everywhere, all my records with that that uh, I picked up from my mom, all the papers and documents. Could not find Ingrid's phone number, so who knows? Maybe this podcast someday will land in her ears somewhere, somehow. But today, and speaking of which, today is Independence Day, and Bishop is not too far away from a town called Independence. And I just remembered there. It's been. Knocking around in my head Why is 4th of July So much Why does uh, It always remind me Of John Mellencamp And it's because He had a song On Scarecrow This Is Interesting Wow This is interesting Right Wine Well I like The whiny White man Wine list I'm I know I know John Mellencamp Gets a bad rap These days and Bing gets a bad rap because I'm trying to open up what the album Scarecrow by John Mellencamp has. And it's not even, I, I'm clicking and nothing's happening. What? So for memory, let me think. There was MTV News. You hear Blood it. on the Scarecrow. First. I'm trying to remember from memory. Oh, it finally opened. Oh, Mike. You're <laughs> such a creative soul. It had also the, the big hit was Small Town. I was born in a small town And I breathe in a small town Lonely All Night was the first single It's a lonely all night Can I put my arms around you? Justice and Independence was the name of the song I'm trying to think of About a couple Like the girlfriend's name Independence The the boyfriend's name Justin Justice Justice and Independence I think that's how it went Rumble Seat was another single. That was the last single off the album. It did pretty good. But then, Rock, R-O-C-K in the USA. That was a big hit. 
And you gotta stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Some great songs on that album. As we go outside a cafe anyway, where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley. The last place on earth. Face of the nation. Very, a lot of pro, you know, John liked to comment on society as a whole, as the government, things in the government that were bugging him. And he did that with the song Pink Houses. And he, you ain't that America to you and me. And I think George Bush Sr. wanted to use that as his campaign song. And he said, uh, I think you need to listen to the lyrics of that again, George. It's not really a song that's pro anybody like you, just so you know. It's Bison Bentley's Do You Know Dad? Hey, this is Bison Bentley. And Mike Matthews has a couple of stories that'll make you want to ask yourself, Do you know Dad? Do you know so, Dad? Do you know Dad? I think he was, well, he was born... And yeah, he's 71. Wow. Keep going, John. Love your stuff. I mean, I have so many John Mellencamp albums. Even the ones in the 90s that nobody listened to. I think there's one from the 2000s that I got. Uh, that's all great. I love it. And you know what I don't love is people that go, I love it. I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> sometimes they say they love it and you know they're just saying it just to say stuff. They're not... Uh, at, they're, they're being very insincere between a laugh and a tear. It's National Barbecued Spare Ribs Day. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Great memory with my mom. I invited her over. I had uh, rent. I was renting a room in a duplex and it had a little area that I could... uh, Oh, that's right. I had a boss in Ventura, California. When I worked for the country radio station Hey, my boss, Mark James, got everybody, got everybody on his staff some kind of grill. Uh, You know, it could be a small gas grill or a big one the big ones he gave to the people that were married. I was single, so he gave me the smaller one. But it still had a pretty big surface area. And I remember cooking spare ribs on that and burning them to a crisp. <laughs> and my mom would tell the story later, go, yeah, and I, I know you had people over and I tried to look like I was enjoying eating them, but they were like just charcoal. Ah, parents. The things they do for us And one other thing Let's see Oh it is The National Workaholics Day Is that true? Hmm Well it is National Caesar Salad Day And make sure You know you Eating Caesar salad Usually with iceberg lettuce As I recall Or no romaine Right I don't know if that has A little more nutrition Than iceberg And it's Alice in Wonderland Day. Not sure why. But that would be the interesting book that, well, I I read that and through the looking glass as a kid. I actually, I was so entranced by the, whoever the illustrator was for that, the actual, the original book, those drawings were amazing. And then, of course, Walt Disney took it, made it into a huge film and then later Tim Burton did something with it I don't know what that was 
But hey, it had the guy that played the dad from Back to the Future. So that was pretty interesting. I guess the point is that it is one of those days where it's bizarre because the holiday is in the middle of the week. We're all like, oh yeah, it's a holiday today. It's a holiday. Oh, I got to go back to work tomorrow. It's just basically a Sunday where, yeah, gosh, I got to go back to work. So there's a lot of talk about Barbie, the Barbie movie. Airbnb is offering a free stay at Barbie's Malibu Dreamhouse. I don't know if that contest is over with, but they were doing that. And, you know, that whole Netflix thing of cracking down on the people that were, you know, all you'd have several people using the same account and they crack down on people that aren't in the same household. Well, Costco is cracking down on shoppers sharing membership cards to use at self-checkout. Although Costco is the third largest retailer in the world, it actually makes most of its profit from membership fees. $4.4 billion in the last 12 months. Employees at self-checkout are increasingly asking shoppers to show a member card with their photo. It has to have a photo. It can't just be the, the regular one that they give you. Well, and let's see here. The... Oh, Warren Buffett. Do you know how much he's donated? $4.6 billion. Now, most of us can't even, that doesn't even register. That will never register. But since 2006, so he just donated $4.6 billion. Um, And so far, though, since 2006, he's given away $51.5 billion. Yeah. After giving away tens of billions of dollars, though, his wealth is still worth over 100 billion. How does this all work? These mathematics. And he's more than twice as rich as he was 17 years ago. He says, my will provides that more than 99% of my estate is destined for philanthropic usage. So that's going to have wide reaching effects, I would say. To a lot of us Let's see There is a Oh Amazon Prime Day Is coming up July 11th and 12th And apparently It's going to have Invite only deals So there'll be a bit of Difficulty getting the same Regular deals Are you going to be invited to them? I'm not sure exactly how that works Uh, Let's see. Optimism around cryptocurrencies appears to have been stoked by the launch of EDX Markets, a new crypto exchange launched by Charles Schwab and Citadel Securities. So that's still lingering around. Cryptocurrencies. Crypto. And we were talking about recently Tesla... Creating this huge charging station With over 100 charging stations uh, A charging station area Out in Arizona Near where a lot of RVs tend to go And they are uh, Apparently also 
Tesla wants to lead the charge with the EV revolution. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled program with Mike Matthews. Let's see, Rissian is the third U.S. EV maker to announce that it will start using Tesla charging ports <gasps> on its vehicles so owners what? can take advantage of Tesla's growing network of fast chargers. Currently, there are about 1,800 Tesla superchargers, supercharging stations across the country. So this would probably be a supercharging station, what I was describing in Arizona. But right now, California, Texas, and Florida have the most supercharging stations. Yes, there's a bunch in Florida. California has 358 supercharging stations. However, Hawaii has only one. Superchargers let EV drivers recharge in as little as 30 minutes. Rival charging stations that are publicly traded include ChargePoint, Electrify America, EVgo, and then access to its chargers was part of the Inflation Reduction Act, which sent billions in spending and tax credits toward Tesla. Wow. So you and me gave money to Elon without even knowing it. And finally, after years of hype, access to actual robo-taxi services is becoming a reality for thousands. There's Alphabet's Waymo. There's General Motors. uh, They have something called Cruise. The services work just like Uber and Lyft. Use an app, confirm your pickup location, plug in your destination, and wait for your ride. When the car arrives, a tap in the Waymo One app unlocks the doors. In San Francisco, it is the only city in the world where two players are running d- driverless services for the public 24-7. Waymo's cars are pretty conservative, often driving below the speed limit. And the ride can be a little jerky in times. In encounters with pedestrians, the robo-taxi tended to play it safe. Uh, The rides are considered smooth and comfortable by those who've been riding on them. The music selection wasn't bad, according to one person that was riding on them. Drivers and pedestrians didn't seem to be happy with the robo-taxi, though, because they're driving, driving like your grandma. No offense to grandmas out there, but you're driving kind of slow and careful. But slow and steady wins the race. Waymo's current fleet consists of about 200 cars in San Francisco. Cruise, though, the General Motors Cruise, meanwhile, is averaging about 1,000 trips a day. And the company's goal is to hit $1 billion in robo-taxi revenue by 2025. The Waymo One app already gives riders in the area a sense of what the service would cost. Outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcaster Valley, look who is out here in Podcaster Valley, Tim. Hello, Michael Masters, Madam Rudebegund. I love fireworks. Oh, do you like sparklers? Yes. Do you like those snakes, those things that you light and then it just makes this weird foam stuff, but it's basically a bunch of ash pop out and it looks like a snake? Yes. Do you like potato salad? No. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people having potato salad today. <sighs> That's what I'm missing. I'm missing John Mellencamp and potato salad. Oh, that's the problem. I need a little bit more of that. 
You know, I've been thinking a lot about my college days and all this loan forgiveness stuff not happening and whatnot. And I'm just thinking about colleges in general and how we pay all that money basically for prestige. I don't know. I mean, there are good professors out there. Some, maybe a professor changed your life. But it just seems like so much, when you look at it from way, way, way back, these, what, 800,000 foot view of it all. Boy, that's far up. Uh, You would, it, it just seems like they're just... So much money and it, and it doesn't go down It keeps going up The prices for tuition What are we getting out of it? It it's it seems to have run amok I feel like there's a bubble there Is there a bubble there? In academia? Now where Students are not going to have their Loans forgiven The colleges They're going to be hurt the most They're going to be like Wait well, well people can't afford going here So and there's only so many, so many scholarships we can give away, so. But I think back, I went to UC Santa Barbara and I had a special deal with my mom. She'd help with my education. I would help her. I worked it out. We agreed to only make it four years. I'd be done in four years, which meant that I had to work my took us off and it meant that, well, I was pushed pretty hard. Life I mean, I can't, the whole concept of a, one of the things that a college has prestige over is some kind of football or basketball team that's associated with them or some other team. And they're known for it. And it, I, I don't get that. I didn't ever got to go to a gaucho basketball game. I don't think I did. I know I walked past quite a few because I could hear people cheering in the Thunderdome there in that gym at UC Santa Barbara. The only good thing about it all, I didn't get to enjoy that while I was in college, but I had been out of college about 30, no, 20 years, and I got the chance to see the Killers perform at my old gym, and that was pretty cool. I was like, okay. I, I finally getting to have fun years and years after being out of college. But you think about it and you're, yeah, you're paying for the fact that this school has a well-known football, basketball, whatever, sports team, track team, tracks, the whole setup, their whole department is good. Athletic department is well-known. Why are you being, isn't the whole point of college to learn stuff? And to get you equipped to do great things in the world? I don't... Instead, we're just paying all this money. And professors, typically, in movies and television, they're depicted as these guys that are kind of, you know, oh, they're... They live in these nice houses, and they're a little bit quirky and weird, but they're supposed to be super smart. And they do things that they're not supposed to do, have relationships with students, that kind of thing. And they just come off as, I mean, professors to the general public, the way culture depicts them or media, I should say, fictional culture, 
fictional creations make the professors look like they're let's just say they're not worthy of all the money they're getting or are they getting a lot of money I called up a guy recently who does a podcast for a well-known university in the Bay Area and I was talking to him because I thought oh maybe he could do his podcast his elements of his podcast could end up being on one of the radio stations I work for so I was talking to him first the problem with him was he didn't even know what AM radio was or he never even listened to AM radio I think he didn't listen to anything I, I, maybe all he did was consume academics but yeah I what is why oh and then he apparently couldn't spend any money because in order to have a program on the radio there has to be some money spent and he wasn't willing to do that or the college wasn't I'm like really you mean the college makes all that money off of tuition and you can't use any of it oh but that's for research all that's for research into advance to keep the prestige to keep the 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 reason why this college is hailed by everyone is the tremendous research and the discoveries that they make that of course I'm cool with if you're going to make scientific breakthroughs and have groundbreaking research that's wonderful but the whole why on earth do we pay them so much money so that was that was on my mind recently it actually kept me up woke me up out of a deep sleep I don't know I was dreaming about college it's been years since I've been out of college but I was just (laughs) why and I'm not a parent I'm not going to I'm the parent of a cat I have a cat who almost vanished by the way yesterday he got out of his harness he's an indoor cat but we let him outside with the help of a harness and a very 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 long leash that we have tied up but he can go basically all around the backyard well somehow he got loose and he disappeared and I thought oh that's it and then I am a big fan of Bing I was a big fan of Bing before they got the whole generative AI uh, chat GVT thing and they I yesterday they had a picture because Bing always puts pictures on the front and it was of a coyote and I thought oh gosh this is bad because I think I lost a previous cat that we had Rodler that I featured podcast pictures of him and you can see all the past podcast pictures at mikesdailypodcast.com he just vanished about almost two years ago because of we think a coyote might have gotten him and that is typical in Podcastro Valley. There are a lot of coyotes everywhere. And we've seen them walking down the street in the neighborhood. So, yeah, I don't want Rocky is the cat we have, the indoor cat. That was actually, I think, on the last podcast or the podcast before. He tends to pop up on the podcast. Definitely in the podcast pictures, which you can see at mikesdailypodcast.com. But he just happened to walk back into the house. We left the door open. And without the harness or anything, he just came back home. And the cat came back. He didn't want to stray. He was sitting on the porch the very next day. The cat came back. He didn't want to roam. Very next day, he was home, sweet home. Thank you to the Muppets for teaching me that song. But we're going to get to the segment that is called 
the Mike Matthews New Tunes Feud in just a moment. But first, I have to say hi to these two. Hello, Dave Mike. This is Valentino, the parking attendant. And this is Bison Bentley. You know that? Mike, thank you so much for talking about all that stuff like Ingrid and the whole thing with UFOs and stuff, D. Yeah, UFOs! Do you know that? I didn't mention UFOs at all on the podcast. Are you trying to get me to talk about UFOs? Yeah, it'd be nice if you talked about UFOs for once, D, Mike. D- yeah, UFOs! Do you know that? How about Adele? I'll talk about her. She has a few choice words for concert goers that have recently been throwing stuff on stage, like ashes. Somebody threw someone's ashes on stage. Adele declared fans to throw something at her. Hey, go ahead and throw something at me, she said. This is at Caesars Palace Hotel and Casino in Vegas. Uh, This is, have you noticed how people are like, this is what she said. How people are like forgetting show etiquette at the moment. Throwing things on stage. Have you seen it? I dare you. She said, dare you to throw something at me. And she she was uh, jokingly brandishing a t-shirt gun on stage. Stop throwing things at the artists. (laughs) Artists have been facing more and more. Oh yeah, one of them was that uh, Bebe Rexa. BB Rexa getting hit by something thrown on stage. Stop throwing things at the artists. Artists have been facing more and more concerning and bizarre attacks from fans over the past few weeks. And yes, that's just ridiculous. So people can't remember the concerts that they're going to, a la Taylor Swift. And they're just... Throwing stuff willy-nilly at the artist. I don't get this whole concerts, man. There's just no reason why I would ever go to a concert again. Unless it was something my lovely lady friend really, 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 really wanted to go to. But like I mentioned in a recent podcast, Brian Ferry was the last person I saw in concert. And that was worth it. That was worthwhile. It's worthwhile going to see the people that maybe later on in years, because you don't know how much longer... As I was mentioning earlier in the show, it's just, I'm calling back like crazy right now. I must be almost at the end of the podcast when you're calling back. Or is it when you're near the end of your life, when you're starting to have all these weird memories of past things? Is that why people, as they get older, write their memoirs? Hmm. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And I've been thinking about, for some reason... Exactly 10 years ago, I was in Foster City and I had just split up with my ex-wife and there were some common friends that we had in Foster City and they invited me over for their big fireworks show that they do every year. So I went over there and it was kind of weird because it was like one of the first times I'd been over at their house without my ex-wife. They got, they, they were actually better friends with her than me. And there I was uh, hanging out, feeling awkward. And I was wearing a shirt that mentioned Indiana Jones and Indiana Jones, the movie out now. I'm hearing it didn't do as well as they thought. Live and loco. I'm sitting there and it's a shirt 
with with a line from The Hangover, and it says says um, and there's a picture of a what a man purse. You know those bags that some men carry around all the time, carry their stuff in. It's basically a purse. And I carried one around for years, I'd say for like a decade, until smartphones became prevalent and I finally got a smartphone. I'm like, everything I need is in my smartphone. I don't need to carry around this bag. But the picture said uh, on my shirt, uh, said it's not a purse, it's a delivery bag, it's a newspaper bag and uh, Indiana Jones had one. It's not a purse. It's called a satchel. Indiana Jones wears one. That's what it was. And this person at this party, they looked kind of like they were from the tech world. A young person. They were like, is that supposed to be ironic? Uh, yes. Anyway, I had a, that happened 10 years ago. That's the 10-year anniversary. Will you shut up? Liberty Nation Freedom Foam for All. There's not apparently going to be an Indiana Jones 6. I can't believe Well, they were, they said they, a lot of people didn't think an Indiana Jones 5 was going to be made, but who knows, we'll see. What but the hell is this place anyway? The headline from Deadline.com says, Indiana Jones and the box office of Doom, why Dial of Destiny at $60 million for their opening, that's how much they made, isn't setting records for franchise finale. And that there's no question this is a disastrous result for the finale to a historically beloved franchise. Okay. But to see performers that may not be around much longer, you know, that would be good to see. I I mean, maybe that would have been a good idea to go see Phil Collins and Genesis one last time as it was the last show. But I guess if it's a brand new band that not everyone has heard of yet and you like their stuff, that would be a worthwhile show to go see. Like this here with the Mike Matthews New Tunes feud. We got some new songs to play for you. And the first one, and these were all emailed to me, mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. And oh, I got a call. Actually, before we get to that, let's get to the segment called the uh, uh, emails from email thing. Oh, my God. Email for email and your calm and not so calm. Here's the call that I got. 510-228-4640 if you'd like to call me. Hey, Mike. Hey, I hope you're having a great, great Fourth of July weekend and week. I just want to tell you to enjoy your show. Uh, I enjoy listening to all those interesting radio things you do. Like when you were back on the radio in Ventura County, I think that was cool. And I think maybe you should play more of that. Play that all the time. And have your cat on the lot. What? Cat's cool, too. Okay, I gotta go. My name is Rick. 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 Rick Bye. Is that his name? Rick Bye? 510-228-4640 if you'd like to call me. Boy, that guy wasn't altering his voice in any way at all. 
Okay, now the segment, and that's the segment, um, the emails from email and your common not so comments. Here is the first song that was emailed to me, Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. We love you, Mike. <laughs> this email says, Hi, Mike. That's why we pay Mike the big bucks. This song was inspired by the story of Private Eddie. Absolutely. Add the extra zero. An indigenous soldier and resident school runaway who was killed in World War II and is buried in the Rome War Cemetery. I visited his grave there and later met his surviving family. To our knowledge, this is the only time Eddie has been visited in that cemetery. I chronicled this story in an article published in McLean's Remembrance Day issue 2016. It's an emotional and gritty song that depicts the atrocities of war and how the youth of the world perished in World War II, and also a sad reminder of how far from home Eddie is because he's not buried with his kin at the protected National Historical Site of the Manitou Mounds. Let's listen a little bit to this by the band called the Tuesday Nighters. It's with the other kids, home and proud. White man's wall, five they can't feed. Cause mother cries from deep in her lungs. The Tuesday Nighters. I can only play a little snippet of it though. But if you want more, go to YouTube. That's where I found the song, The Tuesday Nighters. They've only got five subscribers, so we need to build that up. And I love YouTube in the fact that there are so many concerts you can go see on YouTube that are pretty recent or are they are old, <laughs> older. And, you know, you can catch bands that don't exist anymore or artists that have long since passed. But yes, why go to another concert again? Basically, when you got so much of it on YouTube, but people want that experience, the experience that they're going to just simply forget. Here is the next song here on the Mike Matthews New Tunes feud. And this is, let's see, a Canadian rock band that is called Odds. A Canadian rock band Odds have announced their long awaited seventh studio album, Crash the Time Machine. Uh, let's see. It's a vibrant painting of struggle and the community that both feeds it and transcends it. The band goes in new and exciting musical directions while retaining the dark, ironic signature that has earned them a place in the hearts of listeners for over three decades. Their newest single is Walk Among the Stars. Let's listen to a little bit of that. is the name of that band. Cool. It kind of reminds me of some like 80s, 70s rock bands that like the Cars or something, but that's maybe not your cup of tea. Maybe this is Lonely Cinema, A Mission of Sin by Hillotrons. It says, Hi Mike, inspired by film scores of the 1960s and 70s, Lonely Cinema, A Mission of Sin is a 19 minute, 16 second Fantasia Ooh, and let's see. Do we have a a little bit of this lonely cinema? Okay, let me play you a little bit of this. We're about halfway through the song here. It was then you fed 
Electrons is the name of that band. Lonely Cinema, Omission of Sin. A 19-minute song. We heard a tiny bit of that. I can only play a little bit or I'll get dinged by YouTube. Okay, this is a new band, a new song, a new album by Strawberry Runners is the name of this band. Uh, Let's see. It says, it's a song... Oh, Look Like This is a song from their album. It's a song about egos, distortions, depression, the contradictions of the false self, and finding the boundary between imposed perceptions and one's own spontaneous, spontaneous, how about spontaneous reality. Finding this boundary for yourself is something we should all strive to do in our image-driven world. The attention is to... Gather energy to break out of oppressive thinking patterns and find clarity. Strawberry Runners is the name of this band. And here's a little bit of the song called Look Like This. Strawberry Runners is the name of that band featuring, uh, what is the name of this, that, the lead singer of that band? I'm looking up her name. I think it's Emile. Uh, let's see. And, no? Huh. Well, the name is, oh yeah, Emile Knight. Emmy Knight. Sorry, Emmy. That's who is singing this. This is the first song that Michael Cornier O'Leary and I worked on together production-wise. Interesting. We actually recorded another version as a straightforward rock power pop song with the Philly with the Philly band a few years back, but it never felt right. And so there you go. And the last song is a remake of one that you probably know. It gets played all the time on the radio by different radio stations that always seem to gravitate towards this song fits all kinds of different formats but mainly ones that want to play stuff from the 90s this is a band called the man who hi mike dreams by the cranberries is one of those incredible songs that can transcend time and space it's a song that paved the way for a whole generation of music so it was such an honor to get to put our own darker spin on it the whole experience was therapeutic we played with the arrangements and tones and transformed it into something that could reach a whole new audience. Let's listen to The Man Who and their cover of Dreams. Interesting. Wow, that is uh, pretty different. I wonder if he does the thing that Dolores O'Riordan did that uh, thing at the end. Let's see. No. No, I guess not. All right, well, which one of those songs did you like best? Give me a call at 510-228-4640. You can call, leave a message, or you can text that number to which song of those five did you like the best? And I will announce the winner on the next podcast if I get any calls or texts or votes. 
So do that now so I can do that. 510-228-4640. And with more ways to reach me, here's Ariel. First of all, I just want to just um, thank everyone for joining us here on this show. This is great. Mike's TV Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.